welcome to the Generic Board Game Podcast, all the board gaming content you want at a fraction of the price. I'm your American host, Philip Millman. And I'm your European host, Vic from NaveCon, and you're very welcome to our little get-together this evening. So as a way of introduction, it's been a little while since we've posted. Uh, life has gotten in the way. Sorry for that. But we are keeping the basic format of the podcast, which is less than 45 minutes with a hard stop, trying to get you in around 30 minutes, because most people don't have a, an attention span more than 30 minutes. I certainly don't, especially as I'm getting older. And the focus of the podcast will not be on gaming reviews, but just our experience as our, with our love of board gaming, as well as other aspects of the board gaming industry, such as the economic, the technical, and anything else that comes to our minds, like maybe what it's like to go to big conferences. Uh, Vic, you want to add anything to that? I think you kind of hit it there on the nail. We do everything that everyone else doesn't. Um, we do dirty jobs cheap. Um, so <laughs> there is truth in that as well. You know? <laughs> yeah, uh, let's, I thought we weren't going to bring my personal life into this. Well, uh, there, there you go. It follows you everywhere. Philip, you had a busy summer. Um, did you get any gaming done? I haven't talked to you in a little while. Yeah, I've gotten a lot of gaming done, although not that much recently. Uh, there was a period of time where I didn't get much gaming done at all because of my uh, daughter's wedding. So thankfully that's over and we're moving on to the next phase of our life, like getting our other two kids out of college. I've played a lot of different games. I am starting to go more and more into heavier games. Uh, as I mentioned in the podcast earlier in May, I went to HeavyCon, which is a invite-only convention run by the Heavy Cardboard folks, uh, Edward Euler, and played a lot of heavy games. Really, really enjoyed heavy games. But let's talk about what I've been playing over the last couple of weeks, which is nothing that heavy, frankly. I've played Azul, Railroad Rivals, which is a new game by Forbidden Games, which is a new board game designer. And then I played two Tim Fowler games uh, to get the rules right as I am going to be demoing their games at PAX Unplugged. So I've been playing Hardback, uh, which is a the prequel to their really excellent game, Paperback, and their cooperative game called Now Boarding, where it's a little it's a little weird for me because I travel so much and watching people make decisions on how to uh, strand people is too eerily close. I sometimes feel like I'm about to get triggered. What have you been playing, Vic? Um, there's always an ambient background of diplomacy. Uh, <laughs> you hate people, don't you? <laughs> yeah, so the, um, at any given time, you, you can pretty much be guaranteed I'm involved in diplomacy at some stage, the board game, I mean. Um, I, one of the games I've been doing for the last while, uh, I've been GMing the last one uh, since people now know me and won't play with me anymore. Uh, and this is the longest game of diplomacy I've ever seen. We're now on, um, I think it's turn 28 or something like that. Yeah. Wow. And it's still going strong. Um, one of the resources in there is Resolve. Uh, if you've ever played Diplomacy, some people have kind of, you know, are getting a little bit tired, but they're still in the background digging in and nobody's willing to give up and surrender. But as for actual board game, board games, um, Played a lot of Azul, spent the summer kind of good weather and so on, sitting outside playing Azul uh, with my family. That's been great. Um, recently, um, Rising Sun, played a good bit of that. That was good. Uh, a few other small things. Container is one that I played. Mm. 
Now, I've been lucky enough, if I have to go on business meetings around the country, I try to kind of coordinate it with gaming friends so I can arrive, stay over, and game with them that night. And one of the games I was introduced to, you'd spoken about it before, was the Jumbo Edition of Container. Yes. Fantastic game. Great game. Fantastic. And the pieces are nice and chunky. Um, It's it's a lovely, lovely game. Yeah. Um, I'm holding up my fingers wide to show how big the container pieces are, which, of course, in a podcast is really helpful. Yeah, the, that's that's there's a bit of a fisherman's kind of thing going on there. You're describing <laughs> the size of yeah, they're big enough to end any argument if it gets violent. <laughs> I, I don't know. How, I don't know how strong they are to withstand a, a whack to the noggin, but you can always give it a shot. So, Vic, uh, it's been a while. Uh, what have you acquired over the summer into late fall? Well, a number of, um, mostly late fall, uh, we ran another NaveCon and I picked up several new games there. Like um, uh, one of the, the 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 big ones for me was Endeavor. Sorry, that didn't come from NaveCon. And I'm even trying to think this this is bad. I can't remember all the stuff I got. Um, but the there was also an Essen since we've last spoken and I'll have a chat with you about that in detail. But um, one of the games I picked up would be the new Azul stained glass window, uh, which I really, really like. And I got a chance to play it, but there's been, it's actually, it's kind of hard to remember a lot of the stuff I've gotten. Um, Wildlands was another game that I got recently. It's mm. a Martin Wallace game. Really, really like it. Um, Australia, which is the unofficial sequel to a study in Emerald, which I haven't had a chance to play yet. Um, a lot of games that are four players, I kind of struggle to get the right amount of people to play. Um, I picked up a lot of small ones like Sakura, um, mm. uh, Condentary, and probably you know butchering the name of that. Uh, the Mind is one that I played, mm. which is interesting. Um, totally throwaway and forgettable. Um, but but for me, kind of the big game in the last few months has been Endeavor. And that's oh, very really nice. kind of, uh, you know, I played a long time ago. I got invited to a gaming group in Dublin maybe 10 years back and, and got to know some interesting people. Um, we've become good friends now. And they introduced me to Endeavor. And when it came on Kickstarter, I had to get it. And I'm glad I did. Fantastic game. Absolutely fantastic. What about yourself? Well, Endeavor is a game I did get, and it is on my shelf of opportunity because we do not board game shame here at the Generic <laughs> Board Game Podcast. So what have I acquired? I've acquired a lot over the last uh, few months, and some of it is Kickstarter, some of it's in trades, and I'll talk about later with some of the things I've gotten rid of. So what did I pick up? Uh, as I said, I've been getting into heavier games, so I got 1830 and 1854-44. I got Forged in Steel. I got Tales of the Northland, the Saga of Nog and the Nog, which is a wonderfully produced game with uh, with the IP of a BBC children's show that I'm one of the few Americans that saw as a child. Uh, I picked up Estates through the Kickstarter. Well, it's not really a Kickstarter. It was ca- um, pre-ordered by uh, Capstone, Ground Floor, by Spielworks through Board Game Geek. I picked up SPQF via Q- Kickstarter, which is sort of like a furry version of the Roman Empire as it's growing. Uh, Nuge Ford, which is a Uwe Rosenberg game. 
Gaia project, Forex, which I traded for. And then, of course, I talked about now boarding from uh, Tim Fowers games. And then kind of on the other side is I've also been kickstarting and pre-ordering a few games, not nearly as much. Uh, I have really just six. Uh, City of the Big Shoulders and Pipeline, which are two Kickstarters running now. City of the Big Shoulders is a first-time game by Parallel Games by Raymond Chandler III, and I have no idea if he's related to the author. But it is a very interesting game about the rebuilding of Chicago, which is the City of the Big Shoulders, uh, after the big fire. It is kind of like an 18xx game without as much stock manipulation. Looks really interesting. Um, and there's going to be a playthrough of it Thanksgiving Day on Heavy Cardboard. So if you're interested in this and you want to see the playthrough, I would suggest you subscribe to the Heavy Cardboard channel. Pipeline is the first Kickstarter by uh, Capstone Games, uh, which has done a lot of good things, like Container. Oh, no, that's Mercury Games, right? Mm. Yeah, that's yeah, Mercury. I think, I think so, yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. I was uh, Then at the Estates, which is Capstone. And they have a lot of the German games, uh, like um, Lingam and, and a few others that are really, really good. Uh, Reichholt, which is the Uwe Rosenberg game. I'm really looking forward to that. And here's a game that everybody mispronounces, including myself. Tota Hockwin, Hocken, City of Gods uh, by NSK Games. Looks really interesting. Uh, I played a few rounds of it in the Dice Tower Con over the summer. Really, really looking forward to it. And the last two pre-orders that I have are expansions. One is the Concordia Venus expansion, and the second one is the Great Western Trail Rails of the North. Those, that's kind of what's on my watch list and pre-order list. What about you, Vic? Um, there's one or two. A lot of my Kickstarter stuff has arrived. Now, I'm not a big Kickstarter guy. Um, I only really started on the Kickstarter route last year. I would have less than 10 Kickstarters started, and a lot of them arrived in the last few weeks. So um, one of the ones I've been really looking forward to because I'm a big fan of Quartermaster General is Quartermaster General Cold War. That arrived into me, and I, we had a crack of it um, a couple of weeks back. Really liked it. It is a three-player game. Uh, even though it kind of touts itself as uh, up to six, it doesn't work as well when two people are on the same team because it's uh, the West, the East, and the unaligned territories fighting each other. And uh, it's very interesting, very nice kind of play. If you've played any of the others, it's got similarities. Um, it's certainly got the same mechanics, but it's a more kind of posturing game. It's, it's less about out-and-out fighting. It's more about positioning yourself and bullying other people and so on i liked it a lot and um, the other kickstarter as i said that arrived was endeavor and that's that's just blown me away that's been played mm -hmm. again and again and again and you know having played it once in an evening like uh, i just want to play it again straight away and, and i haven't had that with a game in a while well i will tell you endeavor is a game i'll be playing wednesday night at bgg con so i will definitely let you know how i like it um what has now, I said uh, we've been talking about trades, and I think it is just as interesting to find out what's been leaving our collection as what's been coming in. And naturally, I've had a lot more come in than leave. But I have traded out or sold a few games. One is Zombicide, my entire collection of Zombicide. I sold it to a friend. Um, all three seasons, plus the half season, plus every possible miniature during the original Zombicide series, I sold to... As I said, I said to a friend who has a couple of small kids, they love the game, probably uh, undercharged for it. I probably could have made a lot more money. 
but frankly, they're going to enjoy it. I've played it a bunch, but my gaming tastes have changed, and that's okay. Uh, the other two games that of note that I've uh, either sold or um, traded for, one was Forenzy, which just got a reprint uh, or a Kickstarter reprint. Uh, it's basically building towers in the, the town of Florence. It's a nice game. It, it really does not do it for me. And the other one is the war game, uh, The Guns of Gettysburg. Great game, impossible rules. You have to go to BGG to get a rule set that makes sense. It's an excellent two-player uh, war game of the Battle of Gettysburg and the American Civil War. It's a good game. It just It's not my thing. I'm not a big war gamer. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know what? I was able to get Gettys- uh, Guns of Gettysburg for 4X, so I made that trade. So uh, on, a, on a weight basis, I lost on that trade, but I think I'll have a lot more fun with 4X because it's more of an economic game, which is more of my forte. How about you, Vic? Have you traded anything or thrown anything in the rubbish bin? I've traded a few. There was a, as I was saying, there was a NaveCon recently, and there's a really good buy and sell in that. Uh, come to NaveCon, it's great. The, um, the I'm one of the, the, I had. <laughs> I'm just waiting for someone to pay for my airflare airfare there. That's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a cost. Look, if you come over to mine, I'll come over to yours. And, All right, uh, fair we, enough. We'll do that in the next year or two. The um, but I got rid of some games just before the event kicked off, or maybe a week running up to it. I was going through the collection I have. There's a lot of games sitting there, haven't been played in a number of years. Really good games, and it will shock some people, and people will kind of you know look on in horror when I say what games I got rid of. I got rid of Great Western Trails. What? Uh, are yeah. you bad? What is wrong with you, man? That was one of the <laughs> see, that yeah, was the top game of 2016 for me. It was even on top of uh, Terraforming Mars, which is a great game, but it is not Great Western Trail. Alex Alexander Fister is a god of developers, and you got rid and you, and you just chucked him away like some penny ante paper. <laughs> um, so yeah, Great Western Trails. I got rid of it. The um, I got rid of uh, it. Wasn't being played. It, the group I have we just never got taken out. I played it once and liked it, and kind of went, "Yeah, must play that again." Um, I got rid of Terra Mystica. Yeah, <laughs> good, good. That that good call. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gaia Project blows it away. Yeah, the the thing about Terra Mystica was uh, I played it a few times a long time back and kind of went, yeah, it's fine. And I, I even went and got the app for it to try and learn the game, and it just put me to sleep. <laughs> um, the other one I got rid of was Brass, the original. Yeah, Martin Wallace. I have Age of Industry. I figured I don't need um, Brass plus there's the new original, you know, the new brass coming out. I might pick that up at some stage. So this was the old one. Um, but yeah, stuff comes through my hands and I, I've kind of adopted a, a policy of, look, I'll sell it. Even if I lose money on it, it's going to be, you know, it's going to make someone happy. Um, I'm going to pick up something cheap from someone else. So I'm going to sell stuff relatively cheap. Um, and that's what I did. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. I tend to think of it in the sense of, how many hours of play did I get out of it? Did I enjoy it? Will I play it again? I mean, with Zombie Side, uh, you know, I put a lot of money into all those miniatures and everything else that went with it. But I've played it probably a good 30 to 40 hours. I've enjoyed it. 
and mm. I'm selling it to people who air in the neighborhood. So if I really want to play it again, I can just call them up and we'll you play can it again. Break in and steal it back. I, well, yeah. I wouldn't steal it back. But but the point is is that from a cost benefit analysis, I've already hit my I've already hit par or you know mm. even sales. Yep. So. I don't lose sleep about it. I know a lot of people want to make money on these games and so forth. That's that's not what this industry is about. If you want to make money on games uh, that are like out of print and so forth, I mean, I guess there's a business in there, but that's not what I'm about. I'm about playing the games, enjoying myself, and games that no longer fit my play style are, are gone. But talking about new games, um, which is what a lot of people do in, in these podcasts, and we do it occasionally, the quintessential place for new games in a, in, a, in a convention, which in 2018 was estimated to have 120,000 participants, one of those 120,000 participants is our own Vic. So Vic, uh, I guess the first question is, did you enjoy it and what's it like? You don't know, man, because you weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. why I'm asking you. Yeah. That, that, there we go. I have no follow-up comment on that. Um, well, what happens is occasionally... A group of us from NaveCon go NaveCon on tour and, and you know, T-shirt herself up and, and go to various cons. And we said this year we'd get to Essen. Hadn't been, I, I had been to Essen maybe eight or nine years ago. Uh, it's grown. It was big back then. It's bigger now. Uh, there's a thing that happens in Ireland called the Toy Show. The Toy Show is this um, event that happens on a late television program it's the late late show it's a, it's a famous um chat show and before christmas maybe a month before it they have the toy show now everyone watches it everyone in the country sits down and watches this it's a kids thing um and they show off new toys and straight away people go out the next day buy them and find that most of them are sold out and you know the big t- all the new stuff that's that's coming out for christmas appears in the toy show it's it's, it's an institution it's been running maybe 30 40 years essen is the same essen is not a game con in the traditional sense you don't go there to play games because there's no playing area uh, it's a trade show but it's a trade show open to the public uh, and very much driven by the public but you go there to buy games now, uh, the, the the city of Essen, it's a, it's a fine city, you know, and it's geared towards events. They do the European car show there, and they have this enormous hall or series of halls, um, and that's where it's held. I mean, the thing is ginormous. It's several football fields in size. There are a lot of people descend on it, uh, and they're all gamers, and they're all pretty much the same demographic. Uh, there are no children really there. Yeah, the only children I saw were a few um, infants. Outside of that, it's mostly 30s and 40s and 50s um, that go to this event. And it's, it's, a, it's an experience. You, you have to see it. I mean, it's the scale of things. You were talking there about um, that expansion to Concordia. Uh, the, like, the designer was there. What's his name? Mark McGetz? Mac- Gertz. That's the guy. And he was sitting there in the middle of a display eating a sandwich. And there were hundreds, hundreds upon hundreds of copies of the game. And they were flying out the door like catalogs. And people were, you know, he was just smiling and waving to people like the queen. And uh, people were buying these. Yep, that was it. He was twisting the hand, you know, winking and so on. And uh, 
there was the designers and so on from various games turned up and they were you know signing copies of this that and the other actually it was a it was a lot of fun at one stage um, we were trying out a demo of a game and one of our our guys was saying this is a great game really like it you know it's it's got this and it's got this and that and so on. And this lady beside him goes, "Oh, thanks really much. Yeah, that's that's what I thought when I was designing the game. You know, you were bumping into people that were, you know, the original designers of games. Um, you know, it's 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 fascinating. It's also overwhelming. The place is huge. You know, you come to something like Fantasy Flight and they have an area the size of a Toys R Us to show off one game. You know." Um, they have hundreds of people there, dozens and dozens to show things off. You, you do know that Toys R Us is out of business, right? I do, yeah. But uh, <laughs> it was possibly just the kiss of death, you know, for, for, <laughs> for events. But I doubt it. Yeah. L- l- let me ask a couple of questions. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess the first question is, um, and you mentioned a female uh, board game designer, which is great. I, I think we need more. Uh, diversity, both from a gender perspective as well as a cultural perspective in board gaming. Um, what do you think the male-female ratio was of the, the attendees? Now, I understand that you were only there for Thursday, Friday, but from what you saw, about what was the uh, male-female ratio? Uh, it was higher, a little bit higher than normal, but I would say it was 75 25 mm. it's 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 hard to know you could definitely know with the beards um but <laughs> no it, it it was around that i'd say it, it was a hard one to kind of figure out but there was a good representation but okay. everyone from every country was basically the same template uh they were there for the same thing you know they had a list of games they were interested in getting they all kind of had this kind of uh happy-go-lucky outlook um, and, you know, very friendly environment, but just the scale of it would knock your socks off. Um, it was, it, it, you know, you got to a game shop and um, there was hundreds of games for sale. You know, you'd find some of the regular online game shops that you find were there. They were selling a lot of stuff and it was like a, almost like a stock market, you know, where people were like, yeah, I'll take one of those. And it was crowded and, you know, so it was uh, something else. Like the the volume is 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 worth seeing, and you have to try it. it it's it's something you have to see and experience. I, I am planning on trying to do it uh, maybe in twenty twenty one. That's mm, that's my good. goal twenty one twenty one or twenty twenty two. I guess the next uh, question that I have for you, and 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 you've already said that the focus is on, you know, the the new games and and the experience of seeing all these games all equally available. Uh, certainly available before anybody else gets it. So th- that's kind of the focus. Um, but there is game playing, but just not at Essen. It's at the hotels, right? I mean, mm, that's that's exactly it. What what was your what was your best experience? What were some of the games that you played in the hotels? And did you meet new friends? Yes. <laughs> no, All right. Now no, to the next question. Next question. Yes. No further questions. The um, <laughs> We played a lot of Wildlands. This is Martin Wallace's dungeon uh, arena game. A lot of fun. Uh, very kind of forgettable. It's not a deep game, but it's a close run game. And one of the things about gaming in the hotel was uh, Irish supporters are renowned the world over for being the world's best supporters. They, they go to places, they support their teams. Where's this going? And um, they're... Uh, you know, 
there's never trouble. They're always, you know, upbeat and happy and fun. And we were kind of the same in the hotel. Um, yes, there was a couple of drinks. The um, but we were finding, you know, people were wandering up to us and going, "Oh, what's this?" And we're like, "Ah, oh, it's it's such and such a game by whoever. Do you want to join us?" And and we were gathering a large group of people who, you know, were interesting and and were interested in what we were doing, how we were doing it. Like a, at one stage, we were showing, we were um, trying out for the first time Wildlands, and the designers were looking at us going. We've never seen people play against each other like this. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know you, Vic. They don't know us. Yeah, the, the, you guys are, you know, gleefully murdering each other here. You know, it's it, we don't normally see this. We met a good few friends there, you know, and, and one or two will actually come over and visit us at our next con. Um, it's a very friendly. Everyone is there for the same thing, you know. Everyone is doing everything else, you know. The um, yeah, no, that was it. That was my experience of Essen. The one thing I would say, and my top tips for the event, uh, mm -hmm. and we knew this before we went, is it's a four-day event. It's very busy. Uh, it starts on the Thursday, runs through till Sunday. If you're going to go to it, go on the Thursday and Friday, and then get out of Dodge by Saturday. Because at that stage, everybody's off work. Everyone's wandering in. I would say Sunday is a complete bust. Maybe you'll get some bargains, but it's not worth it. Uh, the thing about it is you're going to f pick up a lot of games there and getting them back can be a problem. Uh, and there's only so many new games you can play before they come out. Uh, it's not like a Kickstarter where you're going to get extra bits or whatever. You're going to get the bog standard copy of a game. You will get it a month or two months before anyone else but there's only so many you can play before they come to retail. That said, if you want to get the best, you know, newest games, this is the place to go. And you can always post them back, which a lot of people did, which is very, very slick indeed. Uh, but it's, it's a fantastic event and it just has to be seen. Well, I, I definitely want to do it. And uh, I, I, I'm deeply envious, Vic. And I learned something new, a bog standard game. I'll have to remember that. <laughs> yeah we, we don't have a lot of bogs in the united states so that that's kind of an interesting uh turn of phrase i'll have to remember that it's gonna add that to my repertoire. yeah we'll add that to my repertoire uh well yeah, look vic uh, i appreciate that and uh i'm going to be hitting uh, the board game geek convention next week oh, i will wow. I will be doing a man on the con or man on the street type segment. So I'll be talking to people there, uh, seeing what they, what they're playing, what they're interested in doing and why do they go to this particular con? Uh, I'm also going to be going to PAX unplugged. Like I said, I will be uh, demoing games for the Tim Fowers games group, uh, mostly uh, now boarding and hardback uh, games that were co-designed with uh, Jeff Beck. And I think we're going to have some other things coming up soon. Uh, we have, we're, we're working on some other segments uh, outside of the economics, the production, going to conventions and what we've been playing, because those are things that deeply interest us. Uh, Vic, do you have anything else that you think we might be doing in the future? Um, I think we're going to concentrate um, on what we do best, uh, which is talking rubbish and you know, <laughs> i was gonna say i was gonna say making asses out of ourselves but yeah that, that that's too 
that goes as I was saying there's an awful lot of games out there what I what I've realized from working with you on this podcast is there's an awful lot more to games and meets the eye um, and I think it's worth exploring all the elements of it because it's 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 what we enjoy and dissecting it has not made it any worse than it is it's 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 made it a more interesting experience no I I don't have a whole lot to add to it um over the next while I'm, I'm looking forward to working with you again after the break and uh, I think we'll try and do this a little bit more regularly we ha- we have to and I and I appreciate that well to all our listeners thank you very much for listening uh thank you very much for being patient with us as we've gone through some some changes as well as I have a new mic now so my voice is coming in much more melodious than it was previously uh if you want to contact us uh you can reach me on twitter at Board Game Rabbi. You can reach Vic where? You can, if you just Google NaveCon. Now, we're going to get a little bit better with our communication as well and, and set up a few things that people can contact us as we get more than one or two fans. Um, <laughs> so, but for now, you will always find me hanging out at NaveCon. So uh, it's a, quite a nice little community and it, it's worth a Google of your time. Um, so for me, thank you very much for your time and, and thanks as always, Philip. It's great chatting to you. And uh, I'll be talking to you soon. And the pleasure is all mine. I really enjoy talking with you, Vic. And I am sure that I will hit NaveCon much sooner than I will hit Essen. So with that, guys, thank you very much. And we will talk to you later.